This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When I was growing up, it was kind of weird to be flexible. Like, you got made fun of as a guy. Is it yeah. still like that? Yeah, I, people think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> to, put, to put it bluntly, yeah. But I'm married, I have a kid, I'm as straight as they come. But yeah, it, it comes across as very uh, vulnerable. Like, if you're trying to touch your toes with locked out knees, your your butt is out there forever. So <laughs> it, it also doesn't help that I a lot of the times in these videos, I wear some pretty short shorts. <laughs> probably should, like, change my wardrobe a little bit. Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour, guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. Here are my co-host, Charlie Cavalier, and our guest today, David Thurn. Hey, How's hey. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. <laughs> Do you think you could be flexible and strong at the same time? Because I see this misconception yeah. that you can't. Yeah, you absolutely can. It's it's if, if life was a video game, you could put stats in both strength and <laughs> flexibility. So that's the way I like to frame it. But you definitely can build one and the other. There's people on Instagram that I see that... Um, that they're over there deadlifting close to 700 pounds or even above 700 pounds, and they're almost at or are at a full split. Really? These wow. guys are crazy. Whoa. Yeah, so like... That's nuts. Yeah. I can't do either one of those things. No. Yeah, well, me either. I mean, I could do a split, mate. Yeah, but not the de deadlifting 700 pounds. Yeah. But, How did... Oh, do you think too much training for sports goes into strength instead of flexibility? Like, is there a disproportionate amount of focus on what you're doing well it, it depends on what your goal is really like for a football player it's probably a good idea to train a lot of ex explosivity which is why those guys can jump like really high like nba level but people don't know that because they're on a field sprinting mm -hmm. but um a, a lot of those guys you'll see them jumping over other football players almost in a full split mm. so there is value to flexibility mm -hmm. but let's say you're a pool player at a professional level, you probably don't need your full splits. Mm. So it just depends on your goal, yeah. What are some stretches you do daily like that you recommend other people do? This month, I've stretched once. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought that was like your daily routine. Yeah, that's what people think, but you actually, so there, there's a difference between trying to gain flexibility and maintaining flexibility. I'm in a maintaining phase right now. Um, eventually, I'll probably go for like over splits and stuff like that. But I only need to stretch like once a month to to maintain my skill level right now Holy for a full bend front middle splits. Yeah, that makes me feel better because I thought you needed to do it daily. That's what everybody thinks. That's the huge misconception. Like you could, if like if you were to train like a bodybuilder, build up all this muscle and then just completely switch and now like you're a professional pool player now, but you're like this jacked bodybuilder guy. You're not just going to lose all that muscle unless you stop training altogether. Mm. But if you train once or twice at a very high intensity every week, you're going to maintain that. Okay. And it's the same thing with flexibility. Wow. Yeah. But when you were, but when you were training it, what were some things you were doing daily? So there, there's two approaches. You could do it. You could uh, approach it through a skill aspect. Like you could train specific skills or you could treat it like, again, the bodybuilder who does every little muscle group separately. I did a little bit of both because um, I obviously wanted to get to my splits. So there's, 
it's like the bits, the pieces, and then the whole. So you stretch your hamstrings, and then you stretch your hip flexor, and then you stretch them both together, and then you go. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. And try and do your split. Mm. So every single routine, if you were to do it daily, that's what it would look like. And how many months did it take you to achieve a full split? Uh, a middle split took me about, uh, about probably about a full year, a year and a half, wow. maybe even okay. two years. But that was because I was very, very inconsistent. Mm. Knowing what I know now, and if I was consistent, I could definitely have achieved it in less than six months. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That was just the difference between knowing what to do and what not to do. So, so. do you feel like if you wanted to, you could specifically target, you know, muscle X to get more flexibility? And you can like, are you, are you going for overall mobility flexibility? Or are you like isolating muscles or tendons that you specifically want to? It. it it depends. So for me, I just, I really like the skills, like okay. the splits and stuff. So I, I trained them like that, but they're obviously like when I very first started, I was like, I need to touch my toes. That's the very first step. Right. So I obviously was very, very centered on hamstring flexibility. Um, but the, the, you could do it both ways. If you, it, like, if you were to work on getting to your front split, you're going to be able to touch your toes eventually. Cause you're, you're basically working on both at the same time. Mm. Is it true you're able to squat more by increasing your ankle flexibility? Yes and no. It depends on your genetics. Like some people have really long torsos mm -hmm. and really short femurs, and that is the ultimate squat. Like that's the lottery right there because right. your knee doesn't even have to go past your toe at all, and you're already in a deep squat. Um, but if you were somebody who has a really, really short torso and really, really long femurs, your knee has to go way past your toe in order for you to get that deep squat. Mm. So it literally depends on the shape of your body. But wow. generally, ankle mobility will really, really, really help your squat. And it'll help prevent sprained ankles. Right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people walking on the sides of their ankles like normal. Are you serious? Yeah, you could probably do it. Right? Yeah, I can do that. I One of those things that I... I pull out every once in a while it's like one of those viral things i do in my videos is i'll like squat down and then i'll just boom, i'll roll both of my ankles at once and i'll just be fine yeah he's I, sitting on his ankles i just it. like that we're on yeah. we're, we're both on team mismatched shoes yeah we're mismatched right? shoes we're here team mismatched shoes yeah. so we love i love it, this it's it drives perfect. conversation yep. it's yep. good for videos too people comment about it yep, yep. we now gotta what, get sean on that yeah one day. one day what are the health benefits of your sort of philosophy on this this lifestyle so if Okay, so one of those quotes that you hear is uh, here. It's by Joseph Pilates, the guy who made Pilates. But he said, "You're only as old as your spine is, mm. and if your if your spine is stiff, then you're old, and if your spine is flexible, then you're young. Mm. Because when you're stiff, you don't have the ability to move, and movement is what gives your body the signal to put synovial fluid in your joints mm. to get blood flow to your joints, which has all the nutrients that heal things. So it, it's really it, it, okay, there's a give and a take because if I'm just going to train my ankle flexibility all the time, it's probably not going to affect my health all, match, all right. that much. But if I train my spinal flexibility, it's probably going to affect me a lot long term mm, uh, positively. So. And what are some exercises to train that? Because I've never heard of that. 
Yes. In the gym, most of your training is just in line with a neutral spine, but I purposefully do the opposite of that. Mm. So um, there's no such thing as a bad exercise as long as you have load management, meaning if I'm like trying to deadlift 300 pounds and my back is rounding, that's probably terrible for my back. I might herniate a disc. I might, who knows what I'll do. But if I lower the weight and it's I, like, I could do it probably with close to 200 pounds at this point, but I probably would use less, like around 100 pounds, and I rounded my spine on purpose, I could train spinal flexion under load safely. Mm. So it's all about load management. Um, so you just pick all one of all of the ranges of motion out there. So you, there's twisting, there's forward and back, and if you, you can do all of those under a little bit of weight, and not a lot of weight, just a little bit of weight, and you will build up those capacities over time. Interesting. Hmm. I've never heard of training your spine like that. Yeah, no, me neither, but I, I, I need it badly, and I was gonna ask, you know, I sit at a desk all day. I know mm -hmm. you, you sit at a desk yeah. a decent amount of time too. What are like the number one things that, you know, guys like us sitting down at a computer all day, we get lower back pain, mm -hmm. we get, you know, the, the, the sh behind the shoulder blade pain, mm -hmm. pain, stuff like that. What do we do? move as much as possible that's literally the answer like i said earlier it's all about the, the more you move the more blood flow and the more synovial fluid gets put into all your joints and the less pain you'll experience um, a lot of people like to harp on posture and they're like posture 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 but the latest evidence shows that posture isn't really correlated with back pain so your next posture is your best posture. So always be thinking about like every five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's time to switch it up a little bit, yeah. you know? Move mm -hmm. your spine a little bit. Um, if you take 10 minute breaks every now and then, get your hips through a full range of motion. Mm. So it's, it's basically all about getting the most amount of movement as possible. That's all it is. That makes sense. Yeah. How many steps a day do you move? How many steps a day? Yeah. I. It depends on the day. Right now it's like deplorable. It's like 4,000. For okay. me that's bad. But this time, last year, believe it or not, I was working in FedEx while I was grinding all these videos. Yeah. And I was doing like 30,000 steps a day. Oh, wow. So, Crap. yeah, I've done both. And either way, I feel pretty healthy. So, Isn't it supposed to be closer to 10,000, they say? Yeah, they say 10,000 is the mark. More is better, but it starts to like tail off. And then your benefits get less and less and less and less and less. Right. Um, but hey, 4,000 steps is better than 3,000 steps. So the, the point is, is just move. Walk as much as possible. Especially right. like if you have breaks, if you like any of that, just move as much as possible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we live such sedentary lifestyles these days. Yeah, yeah. it's so easy to. With the, Too easy. With the devices, the social media. I used to live in my, uh, in my bed for like yeah. a month. Like, yeah, yeah. We've all gone through that phase, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was actually homeschooled growing up. And uh, most of my education, I would just say, was YouTube because I avoided mm. my schoolwork and was mostly on YouTube. Mm. There wasn't a lot of movement involved then. I was just, you know, watching videos. Right. So. You probably learned more than, from that than school, at least. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went to college and I, I was kind of, I, I, I had a lot of common sense and a lot of logic just because I, I just grew up that way. Um, but I, I had already read books on books on books on books by the time I got to college that I kind of yeah. felt like I don't like this scene anymore. So I just kind of dropped out. I feel that. Yeah. So what are you doing these days? Um, I, all of my focus right now is just on the content and the videos. That's yeah. literally the only thing I do right now. How many videos are you dropping a day? Um, a day? That's funny. I, I drop probably 15 to 20 a month. Okay. okay. Yeah. So almost one a day. Yeah. But it's, it's complicated now because I'm married and I also have a six month old baby now. Mm. So my time is very, very valuable to me and I split it between mm. the two, obviously. 
stream. How do you monetize the content? Is it just off the views, the ad revenue? Yeah, literally, I just get a lot of views and the pennies they pay me for the views is enough to pay my rent. That's okay. literally it. And then the latest thing is I have a joint health supplement that's available for purchase. And then that is probably about half of my revenue. Right oh, now, nice. So. Yeah, I want to dive into that. Uh, what, what got you into that space, supplement space? Yeah, so that was back when I was working in FedEx and I really, really wanted to just make money and get out of FedEx and just focus on the content. And I was approached by um, some guys through my email. I got to know them. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate. Celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And I was like, wow, like we could really make this, this, like, this is actually a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a giant hole in the market for, uh, for joint health supplements because the main ingredient is glucosamine and chondroitin. And, um, in the studies, they would have these patients take 500 milligrams three times a day. Mm. So that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, but if you go to a store and get a, a joint health supplement, a good portion of them are going to have 50 milligrams and say, take it once or twice a day. Mm. So there's a huge gap there. So the amount of stuff that I put into this joint health supplement doesn't fit in a pill. So it's a drink and there's oh. a hole in the market. So I, why don't we do that? So that's, that's what I put out there. So interesting. Is there something you avoid putting in your body? Mm. Um, I, so it's, it's complicated for me because I have a lot of health and like autoimmune disorders. I have asthma, allergies. You can even see a little bit of red spots up here. I have psoriasis. Jeez. This is the best it's ever been, believe it or not. It wow. used to cover my entire forehead. Mm. Um, so I avoid gluten, dairy, um, but the two worst things for me right now are corn and soy. Wow. Those mm. two things I avoid. I, I couldn't really tell you the science behind it, but um, – I can tell you what happens to me when I eat it. Jeez. When I have soy, like let's say it's like a chocolate bar with like soy lecithin in it. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, a little, like an emulsifier. I'll eat it. Within five minutes, maybe even less, I'll start to feel it going through my veins. I feel it what? in my body. Yeah. Wow. And then my brain will start to get foggy. And then at sometimes, depending on if it's corn or soy, I'll start to get like an asthma attack. And, Jesus. And wow. it'll actually affect me for at least the rest of the week. Oh my oh. gosh, the rest of the week? Yeah, but I, I've had reactions last several months. Ooh, several months? Yeah. It just, it, just paralyzes you at that point, basically. It's really bad, yeah. and it's terrible for content because it attacks my brain. I get right. brain fog. Right. And then if I have brain fog, how am I supposed to come up with the next viral idea? I'm right. just not. It's just wow. I'm gonna make bad content. What's the most views you've gotten on one video? Um, On YouTube, I made a video on how to break an apple in half with your bare hands. Yeah. And it got 30 million views. How do you break? Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, how do you break an apple? It's literally just, it's just the way you do it. If, as long as you're, you're, so the top of the apple is in your palm, in the palm of your hands and your fingers on the bottom. You don't use your fingernails. You just squeeze it as hard as you can. And then you use just the friction of your palms to pull it apart. And it it will pull apart if you have the right apple. We'll have to try this later. Yeah, we'll have to try it. Does it have to be like an older apple, like more soft? No, no, no. You want a crispier apple. Oh, crispier. Honey crisp is like a really crisp type of apple. If you can get a honey crisp apple, they're the easiest to crack. It sounds hard, but I'm I'm down to try it. I want to try it. It'd be fun. I like like those videos where they put things in the hydraulic press and see how much they can take it. That kind of reminds me of your squish in the... So is there a stretch or a thing that you want to get to that you haven't done yet? Mm. Um, so my back bend is not that great. What is a, uh, 
remember I'm I'm not flexible. What is <laughs> yes. a, what is a back bend? So a back bend is when um like let's say you were laying on the on your on your back on the floor, your yeah. hands are right here and you just push your pelvis into the air and you're okay. in arch, but you're backwards. Yeah. That's a back bend. Okay. My back bend, I can do a back bend. I could even without starting on the floor, I can kind of fall into a back bend. But my back bend is not that great. And that's because when I was working at FedEx, I actually injured my lower back really, really bad. Yeah, and that took probably six months to recover from before I could even start working on my back bend Holy again. Crap. Did they give you a bag at least? Like that's six months off. I, I earned a bag, but okay. um, I never told them about the injury. I probably what? should have. I just never did. And I, cause I, man, my wife was pregnant at the time. I needed this money. I did not want to risk getting taken oh, time getting off fired. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I was just, you know, head to the grindstone. That's just who I was. That's what I did. Don't recommend that, but that's what I did. Was it on a heavy package? You just screwed up your back? Yeah, so um, there's there's these several belts. There's like really light packages, and then there's this huge belt. Um, it's called NCs. They're um, I, I, non-conveyorable. That's what it is because they're these big packages. And I there's this giant couch coming down. You're supposed to team lift so you get two people, but I was like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> and it was I was already like six hours into a shift, so I was yeah, tired, right. and I pulled back arched my back and twisted Ooh. without bracing my core at all. And then pop, my back went out Holy. and I try, I toughed it out to the rest of the shift. But after that, it was, it was all downhill. It was really then throwing your back. I mean, if you've never had back problems, you don't understand like throwing Not your like back that. out, you're done. Yeah. It's so bad. Isn't yeah. Ben Simmons struggling with that? Yeah. And like, you, you can't even get up out of bed. Like you literally go to do a sit up to get out of bed yeah. and you can't even, I mean, I've and, been there before, but wow. I've thrown my back out. So back's sucks. probably one of the worst body parts. To I would say the back and the neck, uh, yeah, the neck if, we're, if we're not going to count like knees and shit. Yeah. 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 The back is probably, I would say it's the worst one because it affects everything. Anything with the spine. Like, Anything like you were the, saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything to do with the spine. Cause you tweak your back. Any movement you do in life involves <laughs> your spine. Wow. Even sitting at a desk, you're like immobilized, but you move your shoulder, you twisted your spine a little bit. Oh, that's pain. Oh, yeah. so you couldn't even sit. It was difficult to do pretty much anything. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah that's got to be the worst then. Yeah. Because yeah. even sleeping probably hurts at that point. Yep. Yeah. But uh, people that are listening, it's to you can recover from it. It just you need somebody either good to help you with it, or you just need to just start moving. That's the very first step. Well, while we have them on the hook, let's remind them where to find you so that they can get some help with it. Yeah. I look up movement by David. You can find me anywhere. I have videos on back pain, no long form videos on it yet, but in the future, very shortly I will. Yeah. I yeah. saw one of your videos was talking about the, the core. Yes. You're able to get like a really strong core, yeah. but you have a unique take on it. You didn't, you weren't doing crunches, right? Yeah. So th there's two main exercises I do for core. It's, it's called compression and then any type of planking that I do. And then I obviously work on my core through almost everything I do, but those are the two main exercise types that I do. Um, uh, if you're familiar with an L sit, it's when you're pushing yourself off of the ground and you're elevating your legs with locked out knees mm -hmm. and your feet are off of the ground. So you're, you're basically sitting and you're lifting your oh, feet up just like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, hmm. it's really, really hard to do because you have a long lever. Your legs are way out there. It's yeah. pulling you forward, but you have to flex your core in a very, very short position. Oh. So it's easier to use your core in a long position, but when it's already shortened, your muscle, it's like your bicep. If you're right here. You can't really flex it any further right, because right. it's already it's it's called um it's like reciprocal inhibition I believe it's what it's called it's Jeez. when your muscle is very 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 short so I train it in that really really short position so I can get better at that mm. and then the other one is just plank variations um, there's the like the plank on your elbows mm -hmm. you can go up on your hands 
And then if you really wanted to make it even harder, you can move your hands further away from you with a perfectly flat body. Mm. Um, you can look up Bruce Lee plank and you'll find that. I'm not surprised. I taught that. him everything he knows. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Can you do a one finger push up? Uh, I cannot do a one. Well, I maybe two fingers like thumb and this finger. Yeah. I could probably do, but wow. no one finger. That's still impressive. That's incredible. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never tried a, it before. I could do so. a clap push up, but I feel like those are easy. So do you feel like anything that you'll ever do will have some sort of like, forgive me for asking like an evil Knievel question, but like some sort of death defying, like where if you don't pull the stretch off, you're going to fall off the building. Or if you don't pull the stretch off, you're not going to be able to escape the hatch and you're going to drown or something like, sorry I, to be a little bit morbid, but you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll be exploring anything like that, but, okay. but I do plan on taking flexibility to a pretty crazy level. Mm -hmm. But I also at the simultaneously, I want to bring up my lifts as well. Mm -hmm. Like you, you look at me, I'm, I'm a skinny guy. I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not a power lifter. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I feel like bringing up my list would bring a little bit more credibility to me as a, as a per person in the fitness industry. And if I do that while bringing up my flexibility even further than it already is, yeah. it, it's just, it's an anomaly. It's not out there yet. Yeah. Um, at least not with the content creation skills to boot. So. Yeah. When I was growing up, it was kind of weird to be flexible. <laughs> like you got made fun of as a guy. Is yeah. it still like that? Yeah. I, people think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> to, put, to put it bluntly. Yeah. But I'm married. I have a kid. I'm as straight as they come. But yeah, it... It comes across as very uh, vulnerable. Like if you're trying to touch your toes with locked out knees, your your butt is out there forever. <laughs> it, it also doesn't help that I a lot of the times in these videos I wear some pretty short shorts. <laughs> probably should like change my wardrobe a little bit. Well, but. and anybody who thinks that flexibility makes you gay probably isn't watching a whole lot of sports. Yeah. Because I mean, those guys we There's just I mean, we had two NBA guys. players in here today, yeah. both of which gave two shits about how strong you were. Or how, how much you bulked up, but they cared about what? Like your body, you know, stability, what your flexibility, what you're capable of, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame that, yeah, I got bullied for like even stretching. It's super mm -hmm. weird. But. Yeah, I feel like the, the mentality nowadays is a little bit different. It's a little bit further away from all like the bullying around it, but yeah. um, there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Um, that's I'm my glad job you're on the fix. forefront of it because yeah. someone had to take the, yeah. take the heat, I guess. Yeah, there's no flexibility person in my shoes right now, at least, um, content creation wise, there's, um, a, another creator out there, Anna McNulty. She has a YouTube channel, yeah. but, um, it, it's very, very girly, very, very girly. Right. So it's not something that, um, like if I were to get into flexibility and I hadn't been where I right. am, I, I, there's no way I would ever watch a video of hers, mm. but your, she gets views, but you know, is I, your audience all girls? No, surprisingly, it's 50-50. Okay. Really? Okay. On all platforms, it is 50% men, 50% women. Okay. Wow. That's more than I thought. I, I would have guessed, guessed differently, but yeah. So yeah. do you think that is some of the stuff you're doing, does it fit all for men and women? Or do you think that some of the stretches you're doing are more for like guys? I, I am a guy, so I speak for guys. Right. But everything I do is also applicable to women. So okay. I, I would say it's definitely applicable to both. Anybody can reach... Um, what, what I've done, at least with my body, either male or female. Okay. The only difference that I would say, like in something like a backbend, it might be a little bit harder for a guy just because we have a higher center of gravity on average than women do. Right. Mm. So the skills might look a little different between men and women, but at the end of the day, it's the same. We, anybody could do it. Hmm. Yeah. Other than the back injury, have you had any other crazy injuries? Well, I jumped off a light pole not that long ago, and I smashed my foot into the floor. And uh, the bottom of my foot is actually st – I can even show you guys. It sounds like something you would Wait, do, Wait, yeah, we, I just asked about death-defying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's still it's – still, take the dogs Which out. Part oh, my God. It's still completely purple right there. I can show Yo. you. Yo, whoa. Yeah, it's really bad. When it's, was this? 
This was two weeks ago. I think. Wait a minute. I just poker. asked you if you're doing evil Knievel shit, and you <laughs> oh, said okay. no. I do it on the regular. I and then followed it up with, I jumped poles. off a light pole? Yeah, okay. I, I guess that I- We need some context right. for, why, why did you jump off a light pole? Well, this is a great story. I <laughs> wanted to teach people how to land properly without getting hurt. <laughs> How'd that go? It went- very well, but okay. with a different video title. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's. I think I tore a bit of my plantar fascia. It's gonna take a while to recover from, but I can walk on it now. Okay. Um, and that's due to me not following all the advice out there and just rehabilitating. What right advice away. are you talking about? Um, the main advice out there is rice, uh, rest, ice, compress, yeah, elevate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was created by a guy. I believe his last name is Merkin in like 1978. Yeah. But uh. In 2014, he actually recanted that advice. And oh, the reason why. Really? Wow. Yeah. So the reason why is everything in that rest, um, it's so that you don't do anything with your foot if you hurt it. Ice, it's to get rid of the inflammation and the pain. Compress, it's to squeeze the inflammation out of the area. And elevate, it's so that your blood doesn't pump to that area. Right. All of which does the opposite of help you heal. Oh the exact gosh. opposite. We were lied to. Yeah, because I have a bad yeah. knee and I was told rice my entire life yeah. growing up. Ignore Bruh. that information completely. It's too late. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wow. what, I, what I did for my foot is I got off of it completely, let it do its thing for a couple of days, but then I started testing it. I started moving my toes. I started moving my ankle, moving my foot, and then I started limping on it a little bit, but then I would go back to the crutches, limp on it a little bit. Basically, walk it off. Yeah, yeah. walk it off. Walk it off. Yeah. Rub some dirt in it. Exactly. Yeah, so right now what I'm experimenting with is I'm just standing on the ball of my foot and balancing now. That's my rehab okay. right now. So isometrics is what All I'm right. doing. Because if there's a tear in there, I don't want to make it worse. Mm -hmm. So jumping is going to be the worst thing for mm -hmm. it because that could cause further tearing. Mm -hmm. Isometrics is going to tell my body to heal it. Wow. Slow movement will tell my body to heal it and get blood flow there. So you're not even going to get an x-ray. You're just going to self-heal. I Well, I got an x-ray. They couldn't find any broken bones. Okay. Um, but it, I think it's soft tissue damage because I think it's my plantar fascia or a muscle in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I am getting a CT scan up here real soon just to just to. I was going to ask about an MRI or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So how, how high up was the light bulb? Like. It wasn't like a street lamp, like those really tall that's ones. That's what I was picturing. Oh, like that's it. what yeah. I was picturing. So it wasn't 25 feet up there. It, like if those 25 or 30, however far that was, like halfway down. So it was like a 15 foot light pole. And so I about a story. Yeah, about a, a little. Yeah, a little bit higher than a story, I'd say. Okay. And I jumped off that, landed right on my heel, and yeah, and then I, cause I, I was so focused on the camera angle and my lines, <laughs> oh my you know, gosh. as a content creator, <laughs> yeah. that I uh. jumped off and halfway down, I was like, wait, I got to roll now because uh. that's what I'm supposed oh, to do. No. But I was already going with a little bit of backward momentum. Yeah. So I smack and I rolled backwards. Oh. And yeah. So the rest, I, I so, just pretended like I limped home and then. Yeah. <laughs> so how were you supposed to land? You're supposed to land and then roll front? Yeah, so you're supposed to, if you're going to fall from a height, you're supposed to go with a little bit of forward momentum, yeah. land preferably on the balls of your feet. So on the heel? Not on the heel, on, on the, the very front. Because oh, the, okay. the, the balls of your foot is okay. like right behind your toes. That oh, area, it. the pad right there, that's the balls of your okay. feet. You're landing there, and you're going to bend your knees immediately, so you're dissipating as much of that downward force as possible, but since you already have a bit of forward momentum, you're just going to immediately enter into a roll over your shoulder across your body to the opposite hip. Interesting. So you're just gonna whoo, turn your downward momentum into forward momentum. Whoa. We've got roof access. I'll go try it. I'm not kidding. with your knee. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, so you're basically turning downward momentum into forward momentum, and that you're way less likely to injure yourself if you're going that way against the floor than yeah. straight down. What's you, been your worst injury? 
worst injury haven't broken a bone maybe an ankle sprain okay i was out for a while i landed on the way down <sighs> sideways yeah. from a yeah. dunk so like it was outdoors too so that hurt Ooh. yeah i was yeah. out for like a month but no broken bones or ligaments that's good yeah yeah, I played basketball all through high school, and I ankle injuries were the worst for all me. All day. I used to get them all the time. I actually, yeah. knock on wood, I haven't sprained my ankle in like a year now. Yeah. And I think that's due to just strength, and uh, I do the vibration machine now. Oh, good. So your yeah. ankles are nice and strong. That's Pretty good. strong, yeah. The next best thing after that is also getting a flatter shoe. Because when, when your heel is elevated, your, your foot is much less stable, and you can mm. actually fall side to side. So these shoes that I have right here are literally just made of nothing. Yeah, I just got flat ones with individual toes. Have you yeah, seen I those? have that. Yeah, yeah, the Vibram five fingers. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I wear them about 50% of the I time. I haven't right worn now. them yet. I'm afraid of getting judged, but oh, yeah, you've you'll inspired get judged. me to. You will get judged. But they are amazing. Yeah. And you just go like wear them for a walk or something. Or yeah. Something. yeah. I might wear them on walks. Because I have high. So I'm actually jealous. I have super high arches. Like yes. super high arches. So well, I mine are pretty high, too. I can't wear flat sole shoes at all i mean like, really? if i wear like jordan ones i have to put an insert in my feet will just wow coming. yeah yeah it takes i because i have pretty high arches too it took when i first started i'm, I'm actually lucky because i actually stumbled into the barefoot style shoe game mm -hmm. um because i was really into parkour in high school and i got like this flat shoe because it was called the ninja zero for advanced parkour athletes so i bought it it was from this company called olo and i was wearing that and then i was like man i need an even flatter shoe and then I found these barefoot shoe mm. companies, and I kind of, so I was eased into it a little bit. Nice. But um, from all the people that I've introduced into barefoot shoes, there's like a six month period of like adjusting. So prepare for your feet to be very okay. very sore for the first really? month or two, and if you start running in them, oh, it's gonna even compound. It's gonna be very very really. Difficult. Yeah, your whole walking pattern will change, and it's for the better in the long run. But it, in the short term, it is sore. It is painful. And wow. Yeah, there's an adaptation period for sure apparently shoes are like not designed for your feet to grow naturally no yeah they're they're they squish your toes together so that's why we have problems like bunions and all yeah. this other stuff and there's also um like so you're there's there's this vein that comes through uh, all the way into your foot and when your toes are really really squished together that vein kind of gets cut off a little bit oh, wow. so you don't get optimal blood flow to your foot so it takes longer to heal from ankle sprains and foot wow. injuries. And that makes sense. I, I think that's also why I've been able to almost like I can walk, I can jog now. And I think that's literally just because I've, I, uh, I have a flatter shoe. Wow. So that's what I would attribute it to. Yeah. So the solution is a flatter, the overall solution to the design of shoes being not made for our feet is a flatter shoe. The flatter you can go. Flatter shoe, wider toe box. Okay. That, those two things would solve most issues out there. Okay. Nike, if you're listening, give us a royalty on that. And, <laughs> and some shoes. <laughs> and some shoes. That'd be great. <laughs> David, where can people find you, man? Yeah, you can find me anywhere, any platform out there. You just look up Movement by David or my tagline is Stay Flexi. Google does its thing and it finds me. So stay flexy. Love it, man. You got to trademark that. I, I should. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Thanks for watching, guys. Stay flexible. I'll see you next time.